and welcome to the weekly review. This is Roman. I, I sound like I'm in good spirits, so let's go with that. It's the first show of 2018, and congratulations, we all made it another year. Uh, that's cool. Great news for everybody here listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Mutiny Radio here in San Francisco. It's a rainy day, which is good for the planet. Uh, not so good for the folks who are unhoused here. And the the waiting list uh, for shelter beds is over 1,000 people long. So if you are listening to this and you happen to talk to with anyone or have any coworkers or know anyone who makes disparaging comments about folks who are unhoused, first, okay, oh, I'm getting upset and it's already 12.11. Okay, how to be productive and calm and uh, also positive and not... So many people, though, really, oh, I'm really angry because there's a lot of people who really cause a lot of harm, and I have a lot of feelings about this. However, if you have a conversation with them, you can let them know that the waiting list for a shelter bed is over 1,000 people long, and that doesn't even count into consideration that shelters aren't necessarily even safe for everybody, so that's not even the best option for people. So, And also, if you're a fucking classist asshole who's making fun of people who are unhoused, I mean... if I could just snap my fingers and rid, I don't want to say, if people could wake up and recognize that it's a situation that any person could be in, that would be nice. If you could recognize that this is something that could happen to anyone, that would be a start. Landlords, it could happen to you. Wouldn't that be sweet? If uh, all of a sudden, all the, the greedy landlords and the property managers and the folks who insist on raising rents to extreme levels, people who don't even live in their apartments, if they were to experience what it was like to not have a roof over their head, if they were to experience that. And maybe the empty apartments could be used to actually house people. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible idea. I know it's a bit, it might seem a bit absurd. However, if there are buildings that are empty, apartments that are empty, people should be living in them regardless of whether or not they are able to pay. Happy Friday, everyone. I mentioned that it's January. What's the date of the day? The date of the day. It's January 5th. It's the first Friday of the month. And a new year brings (laughs) lots of new things. I don't know. Do we even believe in time? It's all this concept that's not really... I mean, what, what is it? Can we measure it? We're spirits in these bodies in this material world, and everything seems really backwards. People in positions of power harm people and cause a lot of pain and suffering and uh, the folks who are the kindest are the ones who have the least a lot of the time in terms of uh, it's everything seems backwards is, is my point that's my summary of, of how I feel about the world and I, I every time every day I, I it's a new thing it's people post articles and I'm not necessarily surprised or shocked anymore it's more just ugh. and this too this is what we're also dealing with and it's also not to say that a lot of this is new. A lot of this was happening before. And just going to use this opportunity to say fuck you to most of the Democrats out there because uh, the, some of the things that are making me the most angry and anxious about this current administration, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. And a lot of it's just continuations of what was happening before with uh, the ICE deportations, families being separated. Unnest- like there's no, there's no fucking need. A lot of us don't believe in borders. We don't... And even if that's the case, why, why, for the folks who, it's like, I can't, it's like, I can't even, it's just so, I can't even be, I'm so upset about it. The idea that families are being separated, we got police who are murdering people, a man was murdered by the West Oakland BART station, a 28-year-old man was murdered by the fucking BART police, 
They murdered another person. And folks have been making references and wanting to compare what's happening now to folks preparing for how things were in, you know, fascist and Nazi Germany. And some folks still refuse to believe it, believe it. And things have always been a little bit fascist here. Because when you look at the previous administrations, they were bombing other countries, killing civilians, locking people up, police are murdering unarmed people, and you have people being deported. That sounds pretty fascistic to me. Not to mention mass incarceration. I mean, it's all, ugh, ugh. And like, how many people live in poverty and wages not going? I mean, it's just, it's so, ugh, gross, 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 gross. But we're going to have a fun show today. I'll make it fun. I don't know how, but we'll make it fun. I started off the show with some good music by local artist, uh, Star Amarasu, and that was from Star's uh, album, from, EP from last year, Rebecca. It's a really great album, EP and played a couple tracks, the first being The Rain, which I thought was appropriate since it is raining. And after that, my favorite song off the EP, Space. Really good. And I, someone, I have some insomnia, and it's sometimes some good things happen in the middle of the night, and you like find something, oh, this is great, I can use this. And last night, I was someone posted the top 10, I believe, trans artists, and I, I don't like lists, I don't like competitions and all that nonsense. However, I do like people being appreciated for their work and star was on that list so we'll be playing music from trans artists from 2017 and giving them amplifying their voices amplifying their music trans people let's take over let's kill the fascists okay there we go there's some news and i'll start off with some positive news i mean i guess it's positive we'll see we'll see how it goes and the the studio here it's it's always let's see i'm gonna move a microphone here a little bit fun news at the station we will be having camera uh, a gopro set up so we'll be able to watch us djs on youtube and i kind of appreciate the idea of being on the radio and that i don't have to dress up i really don't like dressing up anyway ever especially being on the radio that's one perk where i can wear comfortable pants and i can I, I, I'm not really into like making myself up or I, I, I'm kind of done with that idea. It's just not, not, not who I am. Um, so maybe I'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know how having this camera will affect how I present myself. You'll see me reading the news. You'll see me drinking water. You'll see me actually getting angry at the stories instead of hearing me get angry at the stories. Um, perhaps I'll wear some radical t-shirts. Mm. And folks who've never been here, you'll be able to see what the studio looks like. That'll be fun. You can see our cool things in the studio, our artwork. We've got some posters on the wall. There's always art exhibits happening, exhibitions happening in the lobby here. And you can just see what the studio looks like, and I can smile. And there, we'll do that. And also, that'll help us get more listeners. If you'd like to support the show, I'm going to work on promoting myself, because that's something I have a lot of difficulty with for a number of reasons. Please... Looking to get some sponsors here. We have a number of sponsors already, and I'm very grateful. Thank you all so much for signing on last year to help support the show. We're looking for folks who can provide monthly donations. Anything from a dollar and up would be greatly appreciated. Honestly, anything. And you can find that at patreon.com slash weekly rev. Again, that's patreon.com slash weekly rev. Anything at all, even a buck a month, it adds up, would be greatly appreciated to help keep the show on the air. 
help keep me going. It'd be great. Help pay for the dues. Excuse me. Cool things. Okay. Oh, I've got the hiccups. Okay. So, oh boy. So we have, uh, ooh, we have some stories and we have some upcoming events I'm going to plug as well. First of all, I'm going to talk about a local story, which is, oh, this is just pretty much, oh, okay. This is from the Mission Local newspaper and website, missionlocal.org. And we are here in the Mission District, so even more appropriate to talk about what's happening here. SF teacher says she was tricked into I Am Not a Monster BART campaign. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, and this is written by Julian Mark, and this came out on January 4th. And folks who are around the Bay Area have probably seen these posters, and we'll read a little bit about that. And the thing is that th- what happens here also happens in other places, and I think it's really crucial just to check in and see what's happening and see similarities, and also just so folks can work together to uh, hopefully prevent this from happening in other, in other cities. When Nancy Anna Lucero discovered that her picture appeared in an I Am Not a Monster ad, at the 16th and Mission BART station, she was furious. It was sometime in September, she recalled, and a fellow educator called her to let her know. I was shocked, she told Mission Local in a recent interview. I thought it was really dishonest. Dishonest because several months earlier, Lucero said, a family friend by the name of Angelica Santiago asked if Lucero would like to be interviewed and to have her picture taken for a campaign that would bring more affordable housing to the mission. The way they were talking to me seemed like they were on my side, Lucero said. I never heard the word monster, and I was never told how my photo or interview would be used. In September, the ads landed in the 16th and Mission BART station, depicting portraits of community members. The words, I am not a monster, hangs over each head and below statements like, I am a bus driver, or I am a market owner. For Lucero, it is, I am a teacher. Lucero had been a teacher, has been a teacher since 1985. She said she is taught at Cesar Chavez Elementary and Fairmont, Fairmont Elementary. She's now a teacher librarian at Sutro Elementary. The $46,000 ad blitz. Oh, fucking I mean, I, I'm going to go into ad blitzes later. Um, was funded by Maximus Real Estate Partners. Fuck you, Maximus Real Estate Partners. Uh, the would-be developer of the proposed 331-unit housing development at the 16th and Mission Bart Plaza dubbed... 1979 Mission Street by its supporters and the monster in the mission by its opponents. The campaign is a response to the fierce community opposition the project has received since its proposal in 2013, and especially to the developers' stated goals of cleaning up the intersection. Opponents, namely the Plaza 16 Coalition, a group that attracts some 100 or so people at meetings, say the project would only further gentrify the mission. Despite concessions by the developer, these opponents have been steadfast in their demand that the project become 100% affordable. Right now, the project is 23.6% affordable. I wish this camera was here right now to look at my fucking face. Oh my gosh. With 41 on-site affordable condos and 49 off-site rental units. The city requires 18 to 20% affordable for developments with 25 units or more, but several mission projects have gone to 25% and one to 41%. Maximus's latest concession to activists was a proposal to include subsidized teacher housing, though how much and whether the proposal has legs has yet to be determined. Enter Santiago. We were seeking out people who were open-minded about the project, said Santiago. She said that when she heard teacher housing might be included, she immediately thought of Lucero, who she called her aunt. 
Santiago works for the Maximus-backed LLC called Mission for All, number four, uh, which is aimed at building support for the project and the community, including creating the ads and gathering signatures. Mission for All has so far spent $363,200 on the effort. How about just fucking using that? How, how about you have that extra money? Why don't you just use it to actually make affordable housing instead of making ads to like make yourself look good? Jeff Sheehy, excuse me, I had to say that. So Jeff Sheehy, for folks, he's the he replaced Scott Wiener as the, as the district supervisor in the Castro, and there was all these ads on bus stops around saying, do you see something that you don't like? Contact me, your supervisor, Jeff Sheehy. And it's like... I don't know. Maybe if you have the money to buy bus ads, you could donate that money to organizations that are already helping people like the Coalition on Homelessness or St. James Infirmary or SGIJP. There's, that's just a few, just a few or any of the churches that actually provide services for people. Like there's a number of things you can do instead of buying an ad, buying ad space for yourself. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm continuing on. Actually, I'm not sorry because I'm just looking at that, like, why that doesn't seem, if you, it's fairly intuitive that if something's good, also, I've also, he defended the police when I, like, my, my first interaction with him, and I'm, since then, I'm like, okay, bye. Uh, anyway, continuing on. Santiago, who had said she grew up in the mission, but declined to comment on how she began working with Mission for All, insists Lucero was never misled. She was super excited to take the picture, take that to take the picture being that proposal was for teacher housing at 16th and mission santiago said santiago went further she asserted that lucero seated under pressure from teachers opposed to the project so much that she requested her image be taken down it wasn't until certain teachers gave her their opinion that she got concerned about it santiago said lucero requested the poster to be taken down but mission for all had refused for months she said and they have a poll here in the middle of the story saying should mission for all be forced to remove all the i am not a monster posters i'm gonna say yeah sure i'm gonna vote and they're asking why if you have to invest please tell us why deceptive practice of rental housing units aren't affordable for people pictured misleading um all right all right okay There we go. Okay. Uh, Lucero, it doesn't make sense for me to take a, a, a survey while I'm on the, on the, on the airwaves. Okay. Lucero also said, uh, also wanted to make clear that she feels so, she feels no animosity towards Santiago and that she believes she was just doing her job. She believes Santiago is a little fish in a dishonest campaign. The issue was raised in a New Year's Facebook post by District 9 supervisor Hillary Ronan. A friend of Lucero told Ronan in a comment, Hillary, this is my friend Nancy Anna Lucero. Her picture was taken after being lied to about these low in- about these being low-income housing and is posted on Mission Street against her will. She has asked for this to be taken down for months and they refuse. Can anything be done? This is dishonest and false advertising as teachers can't afford these condos she is furious thanks for reading to which ronan responded we'll notify the developer and ask that to be taken down thanks for letting us know amy reinart one of ronan's aides told mission local that they made contact with the monster meaning their representatives from maximus real estate partners who assured ronan's office that the posters would be removed within the next few weeks 
Uh, Beinart, it was unclear about whether all the posters would be removed, but definitely Lucero, she said. I was disturbed to hear from Nancy that she felt misled about the use of her photograph in connection with Maxima's project, Ronan said in a statement. I made contact with the developer, and they have agreed to take these down. Joe Arellano, a spokesperson for Maximus, said the ads were always slated to come down on December 31st. Asked why the ads are still up, he said that Bart waits until the next set of advertisements to be ready before the others come down. He said the campaign has asked Bart to expedite their removal. Arellano said that the situation is a simple misunderstanding and that Lucero signed a consent form to be featured in the ads, but ultimately changed her mind midway through the campaign. Mission for All tried to clear any confusion about the campaign explain the project and inform Ms. Lucero that the ads were always slated to come down December 31st, he said, but for various reasons that conversation never took place. Those various reasons are still unclear, Ariano said that Lucero called Jean Royale, a leader at Mission for All, on a Sunday, and that Royale told Lucero to call back during the week. She never did, he said. Lucero described the conversation differently. He started screaming and said, you call yourself an educator and not read what you sign, and threatened to fire Angelica, she recalled. Then he hung up on me. That was the end of the conversation. I was already really, I was being really respectful to him. I thought I was trying to represent families I work with, and this is not what I thought it is. That's where I am today. So, if we haven't said it earlier enough, a big fuck you to all the development companies and agencies, and fuck you for not providing 100% affordable housing. People with money, people who have a lot of money, don't have trouble getting housing. It's people who don't have as much money. So why not make it affordable for everybody? Ugh. 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 So, finishing up this survey here. All right, that's great. Okay, let's do another story. Or maybe I'll do, mm, yeah, let's do another story. How about something that's, okay, this happens. Uh, Minnesota Democrat. Minnesota Democrat. This is from Teen Vogue. Minnesota Democrat Tina Smith sworn in to United States Senate. She's replacing Al Franken. And this was written by Tori Von Van Oot on January 3rd. So thankfully the online edition of Teen Vogue is still available. Tina Smith, a Minnesota Democrat, was sworn in on January as one of the newest members of the United States Senate following the resignation of Al Franken amid sexual misconduct allegations. Her arrival in Washington, D.C. brings a number of women serving in the chamber to a record high of 22. It also makes Minnesota the fourth state currently and sixth ever to be represented by an all-female Senate delegation. I like this. But Smith's appointment appears to also mark another milestone for supporters of women's and reproductive rights. She is believed to be the only former Planned Parenthood official to serve in the Senate. The former lieutenant governor and veteran of the Minnesota political scene served as vice president for public affairs for a regional chapter of Planned Parenthood covering Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota in the mid-2000s. While former staffers and supporters have most certainly sought or served in public office before, a spokesperson for Planned Parenthood Federation of America told Teen Vogue that she was unaware of any other alumni in the U.S. Senate in the last 50 years, and that it's possible Smith is the first ever. Smith's appointment comes as Republican leaders in the GOP-controlled Congress continue to push forward efforts to roll back abortion rights and defund Planned Parenthood. While her arrival doesn't change the overall balance of power, her record and reproductive rights resume 
a resume, excuse me, resume, uh, is still a meaningful one that advocates working in the field. Sarah Stowes, a, the president of Planned Parenthood Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, praised Smith as a powerful moving force for justice who understands that women can't earn a living or support their children if they don't have access to reproductive health care they need. In every position Tina has held, she has brought her strategic leadership, her finely honed negotiating skills, her business acumen, and her passion for women's health and rights, and we are all better for it, Stoats said in a statement circulated by Planned Parenthood. We can absolutely count on Tina Smith to be a bold leader for the people of our state during this very difficult time in our country. Smith, who was appointed by Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton to serve as a short-term replacement, plans to run in a special election to fill out the remainder of Franken's term later this year. Her time with Planned Parenthood could become a line of attack from Republicans in what political observers say could be a hotly contested race. She defended her tenure there in a press conference announcing her appointment last month. The work that I did at Planned Parenthood helped provide health insurance, health care, and treatment for sexually transmitted diseases, and I'm going to correct that and say sexually transmitted infections, and cancer screenings to thousands and thousands and thousands of women, she said at a December 13th press conference at the Minnesota Capitol. I'm proud of that work. While Smith may be the only Planned Parenthood alum in the upper chamber, she won't be its sole supporter. More than 40 members of the U.S. Senate, all Democrats, have a 100% rating from Planned Parenthood Action Fund. Two Republicans, Susan Collins of Maine and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, have also been seen as instrumental in blocking attempts to roll back funding for the group's clinics nationwide. Wow. Okay. So, um, sending positive energy. I, of course, have my limitations of faith in elected officials overall, and I do feel like a lot of changes come from the people outside the system, and at the same time, I do want to put good energy for the folks going inside the system to do whatever you can to do whatever you can. Do whatever you can. Uh, Diversity of tactics? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go back to playing some music, take a bit of a music break. I'm going to rest my voice for a little bit, find out what to share next. And going back to the um, the 2017, <laughs> the 2017 uh, trans artists that they want to share music from, and this is from Warriors called "The Possibility."
Okay, welcome back. That was Freya, or Freya, that's F-R-E-Y-A, with The Brightest Ones. And before that, we heard uh, Warriors with the song The Possibility. And you can find this list at audiofem.com. That's audio, F-E-M-M-E, dot com. And it's 2017 interview, 10 of the year's best albums by trans artists. So you can check that out. And we'll be playing more of the music throughout the show. Let's talk about upcoming things that folks can't participate in. There's a lot of cool things happening. Okay, this will maybe be in chronological order. You know how I do the show. It's kind of casual. We'll see. So starting off on Jan... Uh, yeah, we'll definitely be going to other things. Anyway, January 11th. Um, Thursday, January 11th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Sierra Club at 2101 Webster Street, Suite 1300 in Oakland, there is a free screening of I Am Not Your Negro, so if folks have not checked out that film yet and would like to see it again, uh, please do check that out. Again, that's a free screening happening Thursday, January 11th from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Sierra Club. And there's an, uh, do, 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 do. There's an event on Facebook. Also, uh, tickets available just to register at surgebayarea.org. So that's one thing upcoming. Another thing that's upcoming January 16th, the, I'm excited about this one uh, very much, the end of policing. 
if only if only it were that easy wouldn't that be great just you click say yes there'll be an end of policing and then it happens wow Okay, so this is uh, Thursday, January 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Mission Center, City College of San Francisco, which is at 1125 Valencia Street. And this is hosted by Critical Resistance and uh, the Center for Political Education and Critical Resistance Oakland. And let's read a little bit about this one. Really much, very much looking forward to this. And I'm looking, you know, all the things I talk about, yay, good, I don't want to say this thing is more important than the other thing. The end of policing, I think, is pretty fucking phenomenal. And if we could all get on board with that, that would be great. Save a lot of lives. The End of Policing with Alex Vital. Join Center for Political Education and Critical Resistance in welcoming internationally renowned expert on alternatives to policing, Alex Vital, to the Bay Area. Vital will discuss his new book, The End of Policing, in conversation with CPE's Rachel Hertzing. The conversation will be moderated by CR's Kamau Walton. And this is Thursday, January 18th, 2018, from 7 to 9 p.m. at the City College of San Francisco Mission Campus, room 154. And a quote they have uh, from an interview with Alex Vital from an interview with FAIR, F-A-I-R. We can't just tinker with the police response to make it a little bit nicer or to make the police department a little more diverse because none of that gets at the core at this core problem. We have to really directly address the politics of the country that's largely bipartisan that says that the only way we can solve problems is to criminalize them. Whether it's the homelessness, severe mental illness, discipline problems in schools, youth violence, etc., we've got to break this mindset that policing is the only tool that people can have. And this is also a kid-friendly event, so feel free to bring your kids to this. If you have kids, great. So again, this is, I think, super awesome, and it's happening January 18th, Thursday, January 18th, from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Mission Center of City College of San Francisco, which is at 1125 Valencia Street. And folks, uh, there's also a Facebook invite. Uh, so again, it's put on by Critical Resistance and the Center for Political Education, the end of policing. Let's make it happen. Cool. Awesome. Yay. Great. Okay. Other things that are happening. Okay, so I'm going back in time a little bit to January 14th, which will be Sunday, a week from Sunday. Sunday, uh, January 14th from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. for folks in Contra Costa County. There is a uh, Martin Luther King weekend protest at Richmond County Jail an ICE detention facility, and it was hosted by Coral Majority, um, Ben the Ark for Jewish Action, Ben the Ark, Ben the Ark Jewish Action, uh, Let Our People Go, and Kahila Community Synagogue, and this is happening again Sunday, January 14th from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the West County Detention Facility, which is located at 5555 Giant Highway in Richmond, California. Sunday, January 14th is the day before Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Join the Let Our People Go community circle as we make noise in solidarity with those locked inside West County Detention, which doubles as Contra Costa's jail and the Bay Area's ICE Detention Center. I, my feelings about this, well, I probably should not say them out loud or on recorded. I just, I hope everyone's free from these facilities. Let's, let me put it that way. Well, whatever that takes. Okay. Um, as MLK wrote from the Birmingham jail in 1963, we know through painful experience that freedom is never voluntarily given to, by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Join us in de- demonstrating against how cash, bail, racist policing, and cruel and unusual detention are devastating families in our community. 
Uh, please join Sandra Johnson, member of All of Us or None, and Policy Fellow at Legal Services for Prisoners with Children, Robert Page from Californians for Justice, The Coral Majority, and members of Kahila Community Synagogue, bring your noisemakers, signs, friends, family, and neighbors. This is a youth and elder-friendly action that opposes the immorality of detentions, deportations, and mass incarceration with activist debriefs, music, art, stories, poetry, interactive small groups, and representation from various faith communities and faithless humanists. Accessible site with parking plus bathrooms right inside the visitor's waiting room. Let Our People Go was initiated by members of the Kahila Immigration Committee on the second Sunday of every month at 11 a.m., modeled in part on the first Saturday vigils held by our partners at Interfaith Movement for Human Integrity. The ongoing participation of Ben the Ark activists and regular attendees enriches the community circle. This one-hour protest is a way for more families with tweens and teens, especially those in citizenship privileges, with citizenship privileges to stand up for our peoples and bring more attention to this immoral site of internment right in our community. We aim to convey a sustained message of resistance to the right wing's racist, xenophobic, anti-Muslim, ableist, transphobic, homophobic, misogynist ramp up of authoritarian policing, mass incarceration, and deportation practices. If not now, when? And this is also a kid-friendly protest, so feel free to bring kids if you have them. Bring them if you have them. And again, this is happening on Sunday, January 14th from 11 a.m. to noon at the West County Detention Facility, which is at 5555 Giant Highway in Richmond. And again, there's also a, an event on Facebook with all this information I just shared. And again, it's hosted by Coral Majority, Ben the Ark Jewish Action, Let Our People Go, and Kahila Community Synagogue. So there's a lot of events coming up, ways you can show up, uh, bring your friends, bring your family, show up, participate, learn, talk, do things. Yeah, good, 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 good. That's my summary. And grateful that these things are happening and there's a lot of opportunities for people to take part. Uh, another announcement. This is less of a, uh, it's kind of an action in a way. There, everything's an action, right? Sure. So this comes from uh, Kevin Seaman, and Kevin's also known as uh, Lone McPherson. And Kevin is gathering information of folks who have been refused rides by Lyft uh, if they've been discriminated against. And so uh, Kevin writes, uh, please share and repost. In July, I tried to get a ride home after an awesome desperate living at the stud and was refused a ride because I was in drag. Was I too fierce, too extravagant, too extra? Probably, but queers, that's discrimination. Has this happened to you? We want to hear about it. Call 415-433-6830 to share your story confidentially or tell us about it at http um, colon forward slash forward slash bit dot ly forward slash lift discrimination. And so again, the number is 415-433-6830. 6830. And I'm going to share this right now on the Weekly Review webpage as well as my own uh, personal Facebook page so folks can have a reference to this. So, yeah, I've known many people who have been discriminated against in terms of trying to get rides through Lyft and Uber, and it's not okay. So, the more folks who can speak up, the better. And this is taking a little bit of time to get this all ready. So, as we um, you know, any any moment now, it's it's cool. You know, take your time and all, but 
that would be great. Okay, so in the meantime, we'll play some more music while we get this all set up, and we're going to go back to the artists here, and this is one um, called Part-Time Women by Vivek Shreya and Queer Songbook Orchestra. Enjoy. Okay, and it's one of those times we seem to be having some internet difficulties. So I'm gonna keep on talking for a little bit till we get this all resolved. And hopefully we'll be back up in a minute or two or three. Mm, this makes me sad. Okay, we're gonna play some more Star Amorasu because thankfully we have the ability to play CDs. So this is gonna be the first track off Rebecca called Klonopin. Right. 
my eyes to try to block out all the mess I've seen. There's too much pain, too much fear inside you. You need some time to heal. I said. And welcome back. That was Amarasu with Empathy from the EP Rebecca, which folks can check out. It's uh, Amarasu is A-H-M-E-R-A-H-S-U. So please do check that out. It's a great EP. Lots of good music from Star Amarasu. We are having some internet difficulties. First world problem. So... I'm going to take a look and see what we got. That's the, the the stories that are still open and read these for you all. And then we'll we'll get back and we'll we'll find some new things to share. First of all, for folks who are in San Francisco and want to, and if you're not in San Francisco and you want to take classes at CCSF, there's a great class that uh, listener uh, Kristen Loomis recommended. So thank you so much, Kristen, for sharing this information. So wanting to share this. And this is, and I quote, Happy New Year. As newly hatched California labor historians, you are receiving this email because you might be interested in a spring semester CCSF labor and community studies class taught by longtime community organizer James Tracy. He is the guiding spirit behind the Howard Zinn Book Fair 
as one recent example of his organizing prowess. He's also an author and affordable housing expert. If you'd like to fill in the lessons of labor history with contemporary organizing techniques, this is a good place to go. LBCS81 has 10 students enrolled and needs another 10 as soon as possible, or it's in danger of being cut from this schedule. Please tell people you think might be interested. Excuse me. Solidarity, Fred Glass. And... um, uh, Kristen says that uh, Kristen took uh, Fred's California labor history class, and it was a knockout. These classes at SFCC are maintained by a dedicated AFT staff that struggle to fill them each semester. So please, if you are interested and or know folks who might be interested, check out the schedule at CCSF for labor and community studies class, which is taught by James Tracy. Again, that's LBCS81. Um, fill it up. We need 10 more students. So I'm sure folks who listen to the show are interested in it and or know folks who are. So please. And again, City College, thankfully, is now free. So if you live in San Francisco, you can attend these classes for free. Please check out, again, CCSF Labor and Community Studies, taught by James Tracy. And thank you very much, Kristen, for sharing that information with us. Up next, we're talking about cannabis here. And fucking... There's some people, and I don't even want to mention their names because I, I think about them and I get so angry, and they're in positions of power, and oh, so they wanting they're wanting to undo everything that's been done to legalize and decriminalize cannabis, which is a medicine and it's a plant, and even for, for those of us who no longer partake in it, it should be absolutely available to anyone who needs it, and it should not be penalized by any means, and everyone who's ever been incarcerated for it should be released immediately, and also should share in the profits now that folks are making profit off it. Okay. I got that off my chest. The next couple stories we had pulled up. Um, we are uh, do, 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 <laughs> are going to be on that subject. And so the first one is from Vibe. Oakland gives weed convicts opportunity to open marijuana businesses as reparations. And this was written by Jessica McKinney, and this came out on July 30th, 2017. Convicted weed felons are getting a fresh start as reparations for the war on drugs as a number of felons who are, were imprisoned for charges pertaining to marijuana will reportedly have the opportunity to open legal weed businesses in the Oakland area, the National Post reports. The Oakland City Council unanimously approved its new initiative, the Equity Permit Program, last month. The new program will reportedly issue 50% of all licenses for medical marijuana facilities to previous felons and residents of six neighborhoods that police excessively targeted for drug arrests, the Post reports. Communities of color have been negatively and disproportionately impacted by disparate enforcement of cannabis laws, an ordinance filed by the Oakland City Council reads. Distributing medical marijuana has been legal in the state of California since 1996. Weed in 2016. Okay. Okay. Under the new program, all felons and it's interesting. Okay. I'm okay. Uh, under the new program, all felons and residents must undergo a rigorous application process. Greg Minor, assistant to Oakland city administrator said, although the application process is process won't open until later this year. The news is undoubtedly a big win for felons who spent several years behind bars. In the past, both Pusha T and John Legend have pushed for the release of felons who were locked up for simple possession of selling charges. What's important to me is keeping people who are coming home home, Pusha T said in previous PSA regarding California's medical marijuana bill. If ending prohibition on marijuana reduces recidivism, then let's do it. 
So this article again came out in July and it's in Vibe. So yeah, thinking about all the folks who have benefit, you know, people who've been locked away for decades for having a plant, a medicine on them. And then now that it's legal, certain populations are going to profit from it. And so it's a really cool, really, really important that folks have access to it. And absolutely that people should be able to have have access to it. So Jeff Sessions, I hate that I have to say his name. I hate that he exists in this world, wants to criminalize it again. It's ridiculous. I I can't even. I mean, there's so many things to get angry about. We haven't even. I haven't even gotten into like half the articles yet. And based on how the internet is, I'm not sure how much we'll be able to to check out here. Um, as far as reading some of these articles go. Uh, oh. It's just it's so frustrating knowing that we live in a. Uh, oh. It just it feels frustrating. I'll just leave it at that. It feels frustrating. So, oh, next up, there's another article that has to do with uh, cannabis. And this is like organizations, uh, excuse me, and yeah, um, dispensaries that one can support. So another way, folks, people talk about voting and like, let's vote, let's vote this person in, blah, blah, blah. And every two or four years or however often it is, and then they kind of forget that you can vote with your dollars. It's something else that you can do, and you can support independently owned businesses. You can support businesses that are owned by women, by POC, by queer folks, really like independently owned businesses instead of you know big corporations. That's one way, if you're able to. I recognize not everyone's able to. If you are able to, if you have a choice, if you have the funds, why not spend and give it to like a family, give it to ind- individuals instead of a corporation. So another thing that's positive here is... So this article is written um, more recently, and that has to do with places you can support here in California, Northern California. So, or this is actually in Cal- all of California. Excuse me. So this is from Fader, thefader.com. Recreational pot is now legal in California. Here are five black-owned weed organizations. Yes, organizations to support. And not enough black people are able to profit off of legal weed, but your dollars can change that. And this is written by Jordan Darville. On January 1st, California's new laws legalizing recreational marijuana sales and possession of up to an ounce of pot went into effect, but Proposition 64, the new rules approved by voters in November 2016, is about much more than just pot-based fun for adults over the age of 21. More more importantly, individuals convicted of most marijuana-based offenses before the new decriminalizing laws were enacted can appeal to have their criminal records expunged or reduced. I'm wondering why do they even have to like appeal to have, they should just be like done automatically. I know I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, I don't, I haven't studied the law. It just seems if something now is legal, you should maybe be like, all right, cool. Let's just do it. Why should they have to appeal and waste their time for something that shouldn't have been illegal in the first place? Okay. But okay. I'm going to think about the positive things here. That's good news for California's black residents who were the overwhelming targets of the state's war on drugs. According to a 2015 study commissioned by the city of Oakland, African-Americans accounted for 77% of cannabis arrests while making up just 30% of the population. White people came in at, came in at 4% of the arrests at 31% of the population. Such disproportionate incarceration can further hinder an aspiring black entrepreneur from finding jobs and getting financial assistance, which may be a partial explanation of why just 1% of dispensaries in the United States are black owned. 
It's not just unfair that black people are shut out of the legal weed boom. It's white supremacy in action. And so the ideal of black-owned marijuana businesses and organizations and the wealth they could bring has a symbolic color of justice surrounding it. Consumers on the West Coast can help bring about the change by supporting dispensaries and innovation hubs like the ones below. Uh, Stash Twist, a nonprofit delivery service founded by Oakland resident Andrea Unsworth. In an interview with Dope Magazine, she passionately advocated for the moral necessity of expanding the workforce with those who know pot best, former inmates. I want people who are felons working for me, she said. Funds specifically need to be appropriated to helping folks who have been convicted, not just for reparations, but to help them write a business plan. Next is Magnolia Wellness. This Oakland dispensary's success is thanks in part to Chief Operating Officer Amber Center, founder of Leisure Life Edibles. Center was introduced to marijuana's medicinal effects at 18, she would be diagnosed with lupus at 33, and began teaching herself how to grow in 2007. Next is ICANN Berkeley, and that's I-C-A-N-N Berkeley. In May 2016, Sue Taylor was unanimously selected by Berkeley City Council to receive a permit to open a dispensary, making the former Catholic school principal and grandmother the first black dispensary owner in the Bay Area, in the Bay Area City. Once a pot skeptic, she hopes to bring pot's healing properties to other seniors. Pot's fastest growing demographic. I want to bring awareness that there are alter- that there are alternatives to pharmaceutical drugs and to empower people, whatever their age, so, so they can experience a meaningful high quality of life, Taylor told Decibel. Next is Supernova Women. Stash Twist's Andrea Unsworth and Amber Center of Magnolia Wellness are also co-founders of the collective Supernova Women, alongside attorney Sion Sunshine Lencho and Nina Parks of Mirage Medicinal Cooperative and Delivery. The seminars and safe space offered by Supernova are fertile ground to help diversify California's weed boom and shed light on obstacles marginalized entrepreneurs can face. These issues can range from the unremarkable, white people who don't want to talk about privilege, to one specific to the weed industry. This whole thing is starting on a level playing field is ridiculous, Unsworth told NPR. Nearly 80% of the lockups are people of color. You're locking up all of these people who are trying to be entrepreneurs. But now that it's legal, you're allowed to say, oh, you can come into our industry, but you can't have a criminal record. You, have, you, have a mil- you can have a million dollars, but it can't be from cannabis. It has to be from your 401k or investments or from your daddy. I mean, who are these people? These are not people of color. And next is the Hood Incubator. Uh, Lenise Martin, Bicey Horning, and Abel Hedigbo, a Yale MBA, started the Hood Incubator in 2017 with a goal of bringing black people in Oakland and across the country into the marijuana industry. To this end, the group delivers community organizing, policy advocacy, and economic development to help underserved communities profit from legal weed. It's not just black-owned storefronts they're after, but black leaders at the highest levels. We envision a model where a pool of minorities can fund growers, manufacturers, whether it's tinctures, oils, or edibles, suppliers, and dispensaries. Joel Stewart, the incubator's director of communications, told The Root, we want to see a day when we have a group of people who invest in the entire cannabis industry. Wow. Nice. That, that's really nice, and that makes me feel real good. Um, okay. Cool. So that's great. Again, vote with your dollars. Support these businesses. And right now, we're going to still work on the internet so we can pull up some more stories for everybody. And in the meantime, we're going to go back 
and find some more music for you. And this is going to go back to pre-2017. This is from Them Are Us Too, and this is Us Now.
and welcome back. That was them, our us too. We may be hearing some more from them in a little bit. <sighs> Coming up next, a uh, story from Al Jazeera, and this is uh, from January 3rd. Palestinian teen first to be killed by Israel in 2018. Musab Tamimi, 17, shot dead by Israeli forces in a village north of Ramallah. Palestinian Health Ministry says. This was written by Zina Tahan. Israeli forces have shot at a Palestinian teen on the northern outskirts of the occupied West Bank town of Ramallah, according to Palestinian officials. The Palestinian Health Ministry identified the 17-year-old boy as Musab Faras al-Tamimi from the village of Deir Nitham, where Wednesday's shooting took place. He died shortly after the occupation forces fired a bullet into his neck, Maria Akra, a spokesman for the ministry, told Al Jazeera. He was transferred to a hospital in Ramallah, and he passed away minutes later, she added. Akra said Musab was shot during a confrontation with the Israeli army. According to the Times of Israel news website, the Israeli army said Musab had appeared to be holding a gun, but it was not immediately confirmed that Al-Tamimi had been armed at the time of the shooting. Now, taking a break here, does that sound familiar to anyone, that line of reasoning when a police officer shoots someone and says, oh, this person had a gun, and then they find out afterwards that's not true? An army spokesman, spokesperson reportedly told the website that the circumstances of Musab's killing were being investigated. Musab was a member of the Tamimi family who live in the adjacent village of Nabi Saleh, where a prominent teen activist was arrested on December 19th. Ahead, Tamimi uh, was filmed slapping a soldier, uh, was standing outside her home after Israeli forces had shot her 15-year-old cousin in the face with a rubber bullet. The family has been persecuted for years by the Israeli army, which has detained and killed several of them during weekly unarmed village protests against the theft of their lands for the nearby illegal Jewish-only settlement, Halamish. Musab's father, Firas, said the Israeli army has been provoking the residents of both villages for months now. He told Al Jazeera that Israeli soldiers raided Deir Nitham at about 8 a.m. local time, 6 Greenwich Mean Time, on Wednesday, after which boys from the village went out to confront them. The occupation army has been raiding both Deir Nitham and Nabi Saleh day in and day out. They come in, irritate the residents, raid our homes at night, and throw sound bombs in the street. This has been our reality every day, said Feroz. We cannot just keep quiet and keep watching. No one is listening to us. No one feels the pain that we're going through. The world is just silently watching. Since December 6th, when ugh, our U.S. I couldn't say our ugh, the U.S. president Donald Trump declared Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, 16 Palestinians have been killed by the Israeli army, largely during protests against Washington's decision. Musab's killing which is unrelated to the protests against Trump's move, makes him the first Palestinian to be shot dead by Israeli forces in 2018. Ugh. I just feel fucking disgusted. I feel disgusted as a Jewish person, even though I have never been to Israel and don't necessarily have ties there to some degree. I, I feel disgusted as an American. I feel because I just seeing the similarities to law enforcement. I feel just disgusted as a human being on the earth as someone who cares about people, as someone who doesn't believe in borders and countries and nations and this idea of the people who decide who should live where and people who use violence and people who terrorize others with militarized forces and with punishment. 
I just feel disgusted by all this. Oh, fuck. I don't have anything else to say, but just fuck, and that fucking sucks. And that sounds, I, I mean, that's nothing. I mean, it's... Just feeling... Enraged. Really enraged. Ugh. All right. So I'm going to play another song, and I'm going to get to some other stories that are a little bit uh, just, yeah, not to diminish what's happening. Just there's a lot happening. There's a lot of things that are happening, and I wanted to call attention to things that are moving in a correct direction, even though so much seems to be moving in the opposite direction.
Okay, welcome back. The next story comes from nativenewsonline.net. And this was written by uh, Levi Rickert. And this came out on December 10th, so wow, a few weeks ago. And this is about the governor of Idaho. So Cora Delenn Paulette Jordan announces her candidacy to be governor of Idaho. And this is in Moscow, Idaho. And I've heard Moscow is a cool town in, in Idaho. Uh, Paulette Jordan, a tribal citizen of the Coeur d'Alene tribe, announced she is running for governor of Idaho in the 2018 election. Jordan, who is now serving her second term as a state representative, announced she is running for the state's top office on Thursday. Jordan turned 38 years old on the same day. 
When you are raised by Idaho, it's a matter of giving back, she said. And I looked down at the heart of it all and the thought, if I am raised by Idaho, and I know Idaho, and I suffer with Idaho, taking on the governorship would be the best way for me to impact people's lives, the best way to serve and give back. Jordan, a Democrat, faces a large crowd of a dozen running for the party's nomination. A graduate of the University of Washington, Jordan would be the first American... Indian ever of any state in the United States and the first woman governor of Idaho. And again, we're having some difficulties here with the internet. So that is what we got so far. And again, I I feel diversity of tactics and I feel voting and all this governorship would be it wouldn't be so problematic if the folks who are in positions of power actually did represent the people, and a lot of times they don't. So if at least the folks who are in positions of power can at least listen to the people and at least represent the people, that would be, I think, a, a start in the right direction. That'd be heading it in the right direction. So that's what we got for now. Again, apologies that the internet's a little bit tricky. So we're going to play some more music. And before we heard a song by Shamir called Games, and we're going to hear some more um, from Shamir, and this is another song called 90s Kids. Fuck you. Well, 
Hey, everybody. Didn't mean to play that song again. It's one of those days. It's a week. Coming up. <laughs> That's a great exit for the show. So thanks, everyone, for listening. If you'd like to support the show, tell a friend. Listen, download our archives. They go back years and years and years, back when we had a simpler time. No, it wasn't really simpler. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Perhaps we'll be a little bit more animated next week. We'll see. Do stay tuned, though, because coming up next is Women's Magazine with Global Val at 2 p.m., followed by the Common Thread Collective with Global Val and Diamond Dave at 3 p.m. Um, please do check out some of the events I posted and talked about. It's great just to get the word out, to show up if you're able. There's a lot of good people doing a lot of good things, and despite all the terrible things that we hear about, there are so many citizens, uh, folks, people, whatever words to use, individuals, spirits in the world doing a lot of incredible things, and that's great, and that should be celebrated. Yay. Cool. Good times. Okay. <laughs> yep, it's been one of those days. So let's play one more song, and then we'll play the new breaker. Do, 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 do. Fun times with the new breaker here at Mutiny Radio. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support the show, again, that'd be super great. Uh, super great. Super great. And... I'm tired. I didn't sleep much last night. I'm making excuses now. And also, it's true. So, let's end here on a song sticking with the theme, playing uh, trans artists here. And let's play something good. I'm I'm not quite asleep at the wheel. I'm getting there, though. Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks again so much for listening. And if you would like to support the show, please check out patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. And as I find, yeah, we'll end with uh, the MRS2 with uh, Marilyn. And thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back with some more stuff. And we'll have some great guests coming in the next few weeks and months and good stuff. Thanks for listening.
A weeby weeby wobble gobble gobble the turkey Lord have mercy 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 me You see I'm trying to get the brunani But you just wanna block me You see I'm trying to get the brunani But you just wanna block me Check it out So get your rider rider thunder cloud and broom 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 Because I gotta gotta get some elbow broom So I can bang cock better yet not Italy But raindrops keep falling on my couch Try to sit with me Tap it up my program so I play another slow down It's not an ancient Chinese secret You should know man But you insist on staying playing Genesis I gotta put it into this Calder gas Yeehaw laughs it don't come knocking my door With the cockle doodle doo I'm talking to his and his and hers Three's company too So step to the step To the rear and don't come back now. Here, uh -huh. until the break, your The sea beast, the sea beast, they're here. I'm taking my mirror from the rear. Locks are closer than they appear. The time is near for you to drop your beer and get to that to get, but ain't no house. Your dick isn't there. You're thinking that, oops, I made a mistake. You say, fuck them, Carter. Come on, Jimmy. Give me a break. You made a mistake on the first take. Trying to break a leg for take two. You should have ate your weedies and BD might have made a breakthrough. You say, too, hoping things might move so you was in position. Wishing he would listen. So you start to kiss it. It's a lot. And up goes, and up goes your adrenaline. Yeah. Aim your fire, there you go. Let the gift so you take fire to the play the role of friend and talk. Try to tell her it's a fault, but Jack your beat with it's not, baby, baba. You's a goner, uh, you's a goner. It's fucked up when your dick is playing tricks on you. So you pop this, what a relief. Be stroking up, my man. Got your thing in your hand singing. I, I think I can. Damn, this never happened before. You sure that's one thing I'll say. Uh oh, you better get Mako kick, cause old girl is salty. What was sweet to eat? How's now dried up and rotted? It's a pop up, you pick up your glove and say, Yo, I got it. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. Let 
Criminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast-acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night. We've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? 
It's not as easy as we make it look, but that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with Drew.